so there's this alarm system in my in my house that if it gets warm starts to beep like sometimes it's once every 20 minutes sometimes it's immediately after you turn it off uh but normally if we're hanging out downstairs somebody has to just walk over and hit a couple buttons and it shuts up for some length of time you can hear it vaguely from upstairs four eight fifteen sixteen twenty three more more or less every four minutes yeah. so <laughs> Um, and if you hit the wrong button, it's a recording of Dan saying, Stephen, don't forget to let the cat out because he thought that would be funny. Um, <laughs> and he was right. And, uh, anyway, so normally it's like a pain in the ass, but it's not that big of a deal. But because I've been spending most of my time in my room and I have a broken leg and my room is upstairs, when it goes off, my strategy is now to try to play some noise. So if any of you guys could just like hum mm. quietly while we do all the other stuff, like if it's not your turn to talk, just so that I don't hear the beeping, it was just like, <laughs> just <go>. and then <laughs> we can talk over that. Yeah, yeah, just all of us just in the background while someone's <laughs> talking, the rest of us are all just going, Because uh, <laughs> when that's happening, I actually can't hear it, which is great for me. But um, it's time to talk. Supernatural soap opera. Super. What? Uh, everyone here comes from somewhere. <laughs> Supernatural <It's>... super series. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Uh, welcome to Supernatural Super Serious, the podcast within the podcast wow. we, uh, that we do here at. <laughs> we, we do here at as you know. It's been two weeks since we recorded, and thus I have forgotten all facilities on how we do this podcast. I'm Ian Benson. Joining me in eternity, arising from the from the grave, so that we could we could do this podcast today. Matziani, what's up? Travis Marmon. Hey, I'm planning to uh, play six roles in this, just like many of the actors on this show apparently did. Stephen <laughs> Dalton. If uh, if you don't hear my voice as much, it's because I choose my words with infinite precision. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> that was a cool line. Cool shit to say. Uh, it's, yeah, it's as you know, the podcast that covers the first and last episodes of TV shows so that you don't have to watch any of them. Spoiler, you should watch this one. And which one is this today, Matt? Because it was your pick. The show is the uh, the cult classic Dark Shadows. An absolute, like, through and through cult classic. That's right. Sorry, um, I have to move a cat. <laughs> Hi, Louie. No, you cannot be here right now. No, he just wants to see. He wants to see Matt. He just wants to see. Matt. Misses, see his father. He misses his daddy. Ah, uh, cats. They're great. You know what else is great? Vampires. Don't do that transition. Vampires. And you know who loves that cat? Matt Siani. You know who loves vampires? Matt Siani. It's really. It's been like a latent thing for me, and now it's like for some reason. Over the past year, I've just been like, you know what's really fucking cool? <laughs> like, what if, like, there were people who were, like, not able to go in the sun and they sucked blood? I, I, and I, I mean this. I think vampires are to you what big robots are to me. <laughs> of just something where I'm just like, I don't know, it doesn't sound that good. And they're like, there's a big robot. And it's like, well, I mean, I can watch it. I'm not <laughs> yeah, doing anything. Yeah, I can't fucking deny it. It's insane. <laughs> And if there's a vampire in a big robot, holy fuck. Has that wow. happened? It might get me to watch a big Anime robot has thing. done that sometime, right? Some uh, vampires got me. I mean, there's certainly even vampire anime. Valrave the Liberator. It's a series yeah. by Sunrise. They make Gundam. Well, Wait. Ian, we found your and Matt's common ground. Excited for you guys to both read yeah. this manga. Here's the one place. Critical reception of the anime has generally been positive due to its delivery of the conventional story elements often seen in Gundam series alongside supernatural parts. Very good. 70% of all human beings have migrated from Earth to other planets of the solar system, and a Dyson sphere has been constructed around the sun. Sure. Of course. It appears that the vampires have their own empire. Anyways, I'm going to go watch all of this show. (laughs) So Dark Shadows, though. We didn't get any vampires in the two episodes we watched. We got a suggestion of a vampire. We got a fake out. Yeah. We didn't even get the um, famous vampire in the show. We got the same actor playing, I don't know, his brother. That's, that's such an amazing thing about this show. <laughs> I, though, I mean, of course, because of that, did any of us have any fucking idea what was going on? No. In the second episode that we watched? Uh, I mean, there was a curse. It got lifted. 
sort of. It had a ghost. How we at least had a su- we at least had a supernatural thing, which is because the two of them spent the night ghost. in a room together. Look, let's start from the Steven. beginning, though. <laughs> Steven, <laughs> saying that casually <laughs> while swinging around a crutch as if it was a tonfa. <laughs> like I don't know that word. Uh, Did you ever uh, play the, Soul Calibur? It's the kind of weapons that Talim uses. Oh, okay, yeah. A billy club's basically a tonfa. Yeah, it's like an elbow mm. club. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about now. So I watched Dark Shadows on Friday. I watched the two episodes. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I know we'll get, we'll get into the whole story on this stuff, but uh, it was such an enjoyable thing I watched. It was miles better than the other thing I watched that day. The 40 minutes I spent watching Dark Shadows two episodes were so wonderful and, and, and light in comparison to the abject horrors and terror that is Space Jam 2, A New Legacy. I thought you were going to say Dark Shadows, the movie that came out. I thought that's what you were no, going to say. No, I watched, uh, I listened to a podcast where they talked about Dark Shadows, the movie, and I watched some clips and uh, Ava Green plays the piano with her ass at one point in that movie, and I she uh, fingers on her ass. I, no, she just like sits down on so it. So it just goes. No, no, it's everything's playing, and then like she's like attacking Johnny Depp, like, and I, I can't I, I don't know what's going magic. on in any of it. It's ass magic. It's magic. It's. <laughs> I I choose my words with infinite precision. <laughs> <laughs> it is very easy to watch the show and imagine a child Tim Burton being obsessed with it. Dude, I the the conclusions I had watching this were I bet David Lynch loved this show, and then a little bit later I bet Guillermo del Toro loved this show. Like, yeah, spoiler: this is the maybe the thing in media that I am the biggest fucking sucker for. Vampires It's like hazy, like extremely slow, kind of hinting at some kind of dread, but it nothing really happens. The the um, the first episode, and I mean, do we just want to just get into it? Dark Shadows, a TV show created by I don't have it up. Um, uh, Dan Matt, Curtis, Matt cut this part. Who also did the remake? There are like twelve hundred episodes of this show, and it aired over five years. Yep, that's soaps. Yep. He looks amazing. It's a pretty short running soap, dude. <laughs> like, so do you know about the episode numbering stuff? Did you read that? Yeah, uh, I can mention that. I can I, do that. Uh, I, I uh, bring me up to speed on this. I know that twenty episodes are missing. A total of twelve one thousand two hundred twenty five episodes were produced, but during the course of its run, the show was preempted twenty times. ABC would compensate by occasionally skipping, double numbering, and in one case, triple numbering episodes in order triple to keep numbering. a show ending in a five or zero airing on Fridays. This is why the last episode produced was number twelve forty five, when in actuality it was only the one thousand two hundred twenty fifth episode produced. Who was the one that was like, it has to end in zero or five? Was it that child from the Eugene Merman joke? I don't well, know. Was it, he the they wanted it to be neat on Fridays. They yeah. wanted it to. So when it, okay, so what, when it says that show that. was preempted, I, I what do they mean? That. Like by news coverage or something. Because it's, uh, you know, yeah, like, soap uh, operas, they run, they run during the daytime on, I mean, at this time, yeah. there only were three channels. So if there was breaking news, Steven, have, which is there was quite like often breaking news in the landing. late 1960s, uh, yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. Man has walked on the moon. <laughs> we interrupt your regularly scheduled programming. Look, I wish we would have actually looked it up. This is I very this is very related to why I want to talk about the remake. Also, I can wait. I can wait to know that somebody walked on the moon. Like I can wait till after my soaps. It's thirty minutes long. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I can wait. And I guarantee you, people are still going to be talking about man walking on the moon 30 minutes after. I agree. I, I wasn't watching, sure if you were like, agreeing with me. The, or, or, uh, watching the no, actual like uh, the footage of that where they're just like, we take you live to the moon. And they're just like <laughs> so fucking happy every moment of that part. They're just like, man has done what seemed previously possible. Impossible. And then it's just like, yeah, we went to the moon. It's like, Cool. What's next? And like, oh no, 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 no. That's the that's, that's done. We did it. We did the moon. <laughs> we only did that because like a, like as a sh- as a show of force as a nation. Now that we're at the moon, who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? We take you live to footage from a soundstage in Los Angeles, California. But I think people walk. Up. I love the idea that it's just like Kubrick directed it. Yes, that's my favorite thing. Uh, and I'm choosing to believe it, even though though I don't really believe it. No, the uh, reason why is because 
Kubrick would have thrown away all of that footage. He would have been like, this is terrible. I hate this. You can't see his face. You can't hear any of this. Are you got to make me? it look real, though. Uh, that that man never wanted that. That's true. He made a movie. Yeah, what a stupid shut. person to get. Yeah, I was going to say, he made a movie set in New York that was shot in London and so clearly not New York. But it had back projection. And it was all because he's afraid of flying. Mostly coverage of the Gulf War. <laughs> Wait. No, you're Wait. skipping. Okay, let's work. Stop. <laughs> you're talking about the remake. I'm going to get to that. You're spoiling yourself. But we're talking about the original <laughs> run. Yourself. We're talking about the original run first. Uh, I love. I love that. Oh, sorry. Oh, okay. We're okay. About okay. Okay. 60s, that makes sense. 70s here. So yeah. 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 So when they're just like yeah, because like they were like no dark shadows today. Former Attorney General of the United States and presidential campaign, or president, you know, president running for president, Robert Kennedy was shot and killed today. Yeah, like Martin Luther King was assassinated, or whatever. Yeah, various things going on while it's going on. These are the things that probably made it so that episode 730 of Dark Shadows didn't air that day. Yeah. (laughs) I want the list. I just want the list. So check out this Terminator S history of creator dan curtis claimed he had a dream in 1965 of a mysterious young you woman claim. on a train the following day curtis told his wife of the dream and pitched the idea as a tv series to abc and they greenlit production he said, and what about a lady on a train yeah it was like that's the lady <laughs> on a train and i mean that's basically the pilot it's like check out this lady she's on a train just like what's up that was, he, he walked into the office the God, it was so easy to make TV shows in yeah. the 60s. <laughs> this is whatever. the best shit, though. Why aren't more like shows the, like this? They were like, this sounds better than Bonanza or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> and Art Wallace was hired to create a story from Curtis's dream sequence. He wrote the story Bible, Shadows on the Wall, the proposed title for the show, later changed to Dark Shadows. And that's, like, the history section is just those two paragraphs. And then it was like, they hired other people. Uh and then, yeah, it got broadcast oh, on ABC, was... and it started out kind of middling as far as soap, daytime TV ratings. And then when they introduced Barnabas Collins, the most famous character, the ratings shoot up. And, like, the more, like, classic horror monsters that you get, the more people were like, hell yeah. Yeah. The first, what, you know, 200 episodes are like, yeah, we're just going to kind of, like, secretly adapt, like, Jane Eyre and shit like that. Yeah. And then yeah, they're like, yeah. here's a vampire. Yeah. The subtext of the gothic romance is now the text of the gothic romance. Yeah, this is also by far the oldest show we've watched, uh, beating Frasier by, uh, you know, twenty-six years, thirty something years. Yeah, uh, twenty, uh, twenty-six uh, years. And uh, wait, as, yeah, yeah, wait, start. wait, hold on, time out. The gap between Dark Shadows and Frasier is the gap between us and like the Sex in the City premiere. It's also the gap between Twin Peaks and Twin Peaks: The Return. Well, okay. Yeah, uh, longer, got, longer, got longer than that, uh, I think. Uh, or no, was that twenty six? Yeah, that was twenty six years. Right. Okay, twenty six years. I was having the uh, very the modern uh, every year since two thousand is the two thousands uh, kind of math uh, in my head. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah the, sure. the thing where you say that was only like seven years ago, and you realize you're talking about two thousand and seven, which was actually far further back. Yes. And you're like, oh, yes. Um, uh, but yeah, so it's so old that the first episode we watched was in black and white. Uh, by 19, in 1967, it went to color. It's it's so old that every exterior shot in this show looked like found footage. It was great. It's <laughs> spooky <laughs> as hell. They were just it's like, fucking awesome. I yeah. wish it stayed in black and white. Same. And stayed that just like yeah. But low light. Anytime, low anytime they're just like, here's a taxi, and you would just it's like, ah, we're, we're going to take the taxi to the uh, the house, and it would just be some windows that were lit up and then two headlights and that was the entire exterior shot Amazing and it looked shots. like it was it looked like it was yes like on a like a handheld camera from somebody in a bush just being like <laughs> they can't know that i'm here they can't see me absolutely perfect aesthetic so getting into the plot a little bit uh if you've seen heart of dixie uh, it's about the same um, somebody it's about doesn't know yeah. why somebody invited them to. Stephen, how how happy were you when you made that connection? How because I'm delighted by that. Like how Matt loves a show where a woman is taking yeah. transit to a weird location, and she doesn't know why they invited her. Really. She runs into and she runs into a square jawed man. Uh, in this case, possibly the squarest jawed wow. man I've ever seen in my life. I could not handle <laughs> Burke Devlin. Devlin. It's Burke. Uh, this Burke man Devlin. is truly a blockhead. Wait, his name is Burke? Yeah, it's Burke. 
It's just like I made that name. As soon as I said that, I was like, like, like "Is he the devil?" I guess I don't think that I is what happens. I have Bert Devlin, but, but uh, you've got people flubbing their lines everywhere, which I really like about soap yeah. operas because they're such <laughs> rush, they're such rush production. Yeah, this. one shot only. I couldn't believe how many times. Like at one point, she says, uh, "I have the quote, which is." The they have they're the biggest they're the biggest family they're the they bisque. have the biggest mansion the bisque biggest yes, fishing the bisque fleet. Biggest. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I was like so wait but I thought their name was their name's the bisques like I genuinely was like well that must be what it is I mean it adds it, realism no, to the show misspoke. I think that yeah. happened this show this show the entire energy of this show and what, what I loved for this was it reminded me a lot of American masterpiece Black Dynamite when the one guy go when one of the guys goes. When Black Dynamite shouts, who saw that coming? I mean, who saw where that came from? <laughs> and it's just the same of just like constantly just the like, oh, I flubbed the light. I mean, no, I didn't. <laughs> we <laughs> all, like, in, in this show, we all choose our words with infinite precision. <laughs> you can see how quick the turnaround you, is on this too. Like on the fandom wiki, you can see this was recorded June 11th and June 13th, 1966, and then aired two weeks later. Like, wow, Jesus so Christ. Fast. So they were able to be like, Yes, yesterday, when Martin Luther King was assassinated. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, uh, we interrupt this program to bring you to coverage of the moon landing. (laughs) They just do it in the show. Yeah, okay. We keep talking about the moon landing. Moon landing <laughs> happened at night, by the way. That was uh, that was prime time, I believe. Uh, <laughs> it's it's always thank, night thank somewhere. Thank you, Travis. thank you for that correction. Yeah. As what does night like, What does night mean in space, apologize. Travis? We, do, we deeply <laughs> apologize for when we were asked for things that could have preempted the show, big historical <laughs> events that happened in the late '60s. I'm sorry, I picked the moon landing. I've been watching For All Mankind, and it's been on my brain. Mm. It was probably a lot of fucking Vietnam shit. Yeah, it was mo- it probably, probably mostly was. Vietnam. I don't know. Maybe you get some Manson family in there. I don't know. What else happening? did you learn? If I saw a fucking, like, if I was expecting to see Dark Shadows and uh, some Manson family shit happened instead, like, I feel like that would have solidified my worldview <laughs> just as much as anything, <laughs> like, as, like, the past couple of years of my life going further down the rabbit hole has. Like, that would have happened. It would have snapped into place instantaneously. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm just googling people who were assassinated in the '60s. Or they could have. They could have done something like, uh, you know, we interrupt this pro- program. Uh, Black Sabbath by Black Sabbath just dropped, so there's a new genre now that's good. <laughs> Everyone get excited. They the musical world has changed. Like, Riffs are happening. Ladies and gentlemen, we got them. And then they're just like, Trey Guevara has been killed. <laughs> oh my god. Should we? Should we get into the plot? She rides. This 21-minute episode has four acts, according to the fandom wiki. <laughs> okay. Four it, acts. Act is, act is a tough yeah. word here. There's, so, there's four acts, and people don't make eye contact until act two. There's a, there's <laughs> a lot of silence in this, uh, in this, like, there's a lot of, like, long scene transitions with violins playing. Yeah, it was good. It's awesome. I was like, could you which, imagine? Which is good. I, I, I like that. Constant. Could you imagine? Yeah, I was gonna say. Could yeah. you imagine? Like, this would be the 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 um, the Black Dynamite version of it. Is that at some point they address the fact that the music is diegetic? Diegetic is it? Huh. Where they're just like, yeah. do you, like, because like the violence. There's parts where it's like, if you could hear, if the characters could hear the violence, this is much going fucking yeah. wild as they're talking to someone. Like, I the, think when, I think that bit basically happens in Young Frankenstein. Oh, yeah, absolutely, definitely. <sighs> I bet Mel Brooks was a big fan. Yeah, I bet they watched some of this show before making <laughs> yeah, Frankenstein. So, okay. t- take us through the acts. Yeah. Act one. Scene, scene one. one. Yeah, okay. So we have Victoria... <laughs> yeah. Victoria Winters is heading toward... Or is on a train heading toward Collinsport, Maine. And an elderly passenger... Well, at one point someone says, That's 50 miles outside of Bangor. Bangor. Or Bang- Bangor? Yeah, or what is it? The, Bangor? you know, the city of Maine yeah. people know, other than Portland, I guess. Hey, there's also Portland. Uh, the capital, <laughs> And I believe right? the capital is Augusta. Oh, you're right. Bang- but Bangor is where the, um, I don't know, that's where Stephen King's from, I think. Is that where you saw Stephen King? No, I saw him in Wilmington, North Carolina. Um, oh, he was in North Carolina. 
I thought yes, he was yeah. there for the premiere of the Under allowed. the Dome TV series, <sighs> which if that went well, three seasons, we, we should definitely also watch. We are absolutely going to do Under the Dome. Uh, I might just pick that next time. Uh, anyway, Let's get under that she's dome. heading to Collinsport, which is 50 miles from Bangor, and people are like, which is like presented like a very significant fact uh, for some reason. I, I don't. That means it's nowhere. Right, but it's presented as only 50 miles from Bangor. Like she's almost in the big. That's so. That's incredibly midwestern of them to be like. It's only fifty miles. Right. That's like when. (laughs) Right. It's like for where we went to college, where it was like it's only forty-five minutes to get to Akron. You know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, she got a letter offering her to be governess of the Collinsport mansion, and Victoria. She grew up in an orphanage, I believe, and yeah, the the like house the like house mother was like. Take the job. Sounds good. Get the fuck out of here. Like, there's, I've never heard of too good to be true. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a mysterious mansion in the main. You're telling and you've me you've never left New York. All, you're telling whatever. me utilities included include gas, electric, water, and it's furnished. Clearly, there's no scam <laughs> going on here. So anyway, there's a man on the train with her who has a head that is incredibly boxy, and his name is Burke Devlin, and he appears to be suffering (laughs) some sort of memory loss and also is really mad about it. Uh, Yeah, he's fucking pissed, man. I thought he was. I thought he was. Uh, He's like, I don't remember anything. Oh yeah, I agree agree with Ian. I agree with Ian. I don't think he actually. I don't think he actually lost his memory. I think he was trying to hide his past because somebody who lost their memory would be like, wait, you're telling me that you know me? He was like, shush, I'm Burke Devlin. (laughs) I'm not the guy you think I am. Burke Devlin, I don't remember how anything in this town works. You don't know me. I don't remember. I've never met you. Right when he walks into that like hotel, he's like, didn't change a bit. It looks exactly like it used to. I don't remember anything. Yeah. Well, you guys just assumed that it was amnesia because it was a soap yes, opera. Yes, I did. I bet he that's, gets amnesia that's, later. That's, that is why. That I is don't what, think it's amnesia. To that, yeah. to some extent. Yeah. That, that did person, we talk about the? the did we the, talk about the the man the fact that he looks like the... a caricature of Josh Brolin that you could get at the boardwalk? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> he doesn't look like Josh Brolin, but he looks like a caricature of him. Do we talk about the man yelling at the woman for not? She wanted a caretaker, and he didn't want anyone in the house. And oh yeah, and then he married? breaks the glass with his hand. Breaks the glass uh, with his hand. Yeah, I wanted to get to that part. We skipped over it. Somebody who kept breaking. Uh, it's in. Shit so last before night, Act One, there's also teaser, and that includes that. But I don't actually see it. I in the, love. I sorry. Love so there's in four act. acts and and some stuff and outside of the act. That's, what, it, that's I, what the fandom wiki says. For again, this 21 minute episode of a 1,225 <laughs> part television series. Can you imagine how many acts are in this whole series? I love. What's five times 1225? Probably something like five thousand. <laughs> I love the to 5, of that conversation because it was just like it was. Uh, like, I mean, six thousand. It was someone being like, okay, I want you to have a conversation, but never actually look at each other until yeah. the pivotal moment at this. So it's like someone looking out the window, and then like he's looking at the fire, and they like walk by each other, and it's just like, yeah. We can't. Soap operas we, are oh. incredible. Like, what an incredible style of acting. Right. But yeah, so this guy introduced him, like, he's like, Burke, what, what's up? And he's like, I don't know you! I have to go now! <laughs> and then he goes to the Blue Whale pub and meets with a P.I., What's the fucking Bobby Hill? That's my purse. I don't know you. That's my purse. I don't know you. (laughs) That's my purse. I don't know you. (laughs) Yeah, he kicks the guy in the balls and and goes to the Blue Whale Pub. Be the greatest show of all time. The Blue Whale Pub. Oh my god! I'd go there. This looked like a great place. (laughs) I knew you would love to go to this place. I knew you would love the like, like the cheap Italian restaurant, red and white checkerboard. Uh, I, I mean, I, I assume it was red and white. And it was black and white. like so. a PI. Like, <laughs> every, just to fit the vibe. Everyone in that bar is an undercover cop. <laughs> he has an incredible soap opera name, which is Wilbur Strake. Wilbur Strake? Yeah. PI. That, will, that is both a Pinchon and a Gundam name. <laughs> that is both of those. Uh, it's the Wilbur... Yeah. Wilbur Strake has been there pretending to be a real estate agent, but he's actually scoping out information about the residents of Collinwood and everyone they associate with. He's I dressed like Carmen Sandiego, and people are like, oh, this guy's a real estate agent. <laughs> yeah, was how people dressed in the 60s. Man. I don't know. 
I'm still just back on Wilbur's strike. That's one to add to your well, maybe, list of maybe he wears a different outfit. Project. Maybe he wears a different outfit to work than he does to his PI meeting. Maybe he's like he really re- leans into the PI. Uh, outfit Could you imagine when it's time to discuss PI things? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. They, so like he's standing there and he's dressed as a janitor, and then Burke is like, <laughs> "Yeah, I mean, I was supposed to meet the PI." And then he turns around and rips off the mustache, and he's like, <laughs> "Wilbur Strike, Strike, <laughs> it's not Strike, Wilbur Strike, Wilbur Strike, Wilbur." He got me again. Yeah, uh, <laughs> a Wilbur like, Strike uh, is when you like hit someone how with I a think pig. I look. Wilbur Stra- Streak? Streak. Streak. Wilbur Strake. Wilbur Strake. How I actually look, Gene Parmesan. Uh, then uh, Victoria goes to the restaurant at the inn, and uh, the waitress, Maggie, is like, Don't go up to Collinwood. Those people suck ass. They have the Bisque Mansion. No, before that, uh, before that, she says, You're a jerk. <laughs> yeah, she's called her a jerk. Oh, yeah. Which is a very. J-E-R-K, like E R K, jerk. Maybe you didn't have the same kind of usage then as it develops later like it's an insult but not the same way the jerk store called and they're out of use (laughs) and she's like that's the worst thing anyone's (laughs) ever said to me I have to go to the sea to recover this person told me the jerk store is out of me Uh, she's been hired to be the new jerk I'm pretty sure that if if we spent 60 bucks on a cheap 16 millimeter camera we could have done a better job directing this tomorrow. <laughs> like, not just the way this looks. I've been <laughs> in better, you know, ninth grade film French class projects, not film class, French, Every, <laughs> that are better of, acted than this. The amount of this show that was two people talking, but they couldn't afford cutting back and, like, they were like, well, just stay on the one person. So yeah, you're going to watch yeah. someone's face. So the people are just talking. It's like, at one point, at one point, somebody misspoke while they were speaking off screen. Yes, and I was just like, yes. like, "This is a moment I've never seen before ever." Like, like I, I actually like sat down. And I was like, I'm, "I, I want to pay attention to this part of it because so many of the scenes were like, there are two people talking, which is you know a classic structure. Just like two people talking, you got to make that exciting. And the way they did it is, we're gonna focus on one person as the other person talks for a little bit. We're gonna cut back. You're gonna see both of them at the table." And then we're gonna cut back to the same face that we were on before. Maybe zoom in a little bit more as the other person just keeps talking to them. Just like they could afford more like, camera locations. They, I, honestly, I bet the film was the limiting factor. Yeah, um, yeah. Like we can't do multiple takes because we don't have enough real yeah, to do we, this. Do you know how expensive this stuff is? We're using everything we have. Any, will anybody notice that she said bisque? Yeah. <laughs> This is the equivalent of using a fucking typewriter. Like it's like you can, you actually can't delete. I, it must have been so fr. Can you imagine being that girl who's like, I've made my break. I'm finally on a TV show. Episode one. Here we go. Bisque. <laughs> this is great. Everyone goes. This MF said bisque and like changes the yeah, name of the chat. <laughs> Bisque shadows. Yeah. Years later, the person's. I have my. I have another acting job. Oh, cool! Bisque, is the Bisque fishing fleet? Is it a Bisque roll? Yeah. <laughs> Tough time for this actress. So she's like, "They suck. You're a jerk. Uh, everyone's crazy there." <laughs> She gives Victoria a free piece of pie. And, and all of this Except is happening. Me, I'm normal. All of this is happening. Off <laughs> well, it's that all the Collins just, families is, is. We're just focused crazy. on her face, and it's not even like she's um, emoting to be told she's a jerk. It's just, just it's effectively a still photo that is being held up. Victoria remembers her friend Sandy questioning her departure earlier that morning, and Sandy being like, "It's important that you accept the job and go do that." And then there's such a good Sandy. bit where where every time they cut back from a flashback, she's like taken the exact amount of time from the flashback to have it. Yeah, it's like so the person's like, out loud. have you been paying attention? <laughs> Everyone's like, this girl is a space kid. This, happens, their this happens twice. <laughs> <laughs> this show's so good. It's so good. Uh, act four. Excuse me, were you having a flashback? <laughs> We're already in Act Four. Yeah, that was Act Three. <laughs> Where was oh, and then there's also the tag. The tag. So there's teaser Act Ones through Four, Acts One through Four, and then a tag. That's the terminology. What, what was Act Two? Act Two was the was the Burke stuff. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Act oh, Three is this waitress being love- like, "Have a pie, you fucking jerk." <laughs> 
I love this is this is a this is another perfect <laughs> example of just the like we got to use everything. The scene on there's the part on the train where the old woman is talking and she just keeps like trying to say something and then other people keep interrupting her and she's like I say go where and then like somebody's like train approaching last stop and she's like I'm saying I was wondering where you and he's like everyone this is you need to get off this train. It's just like what is the energy of this? I wish this were longer. Because Matt. the pace of it. <laughs> Matt, it's so long. Yeah, I, I wish that each episode was longer, <laughs> okay. I guess. Like, because they have so much room to do so little. And, and like, episode. yeah, I get that this is five days a week, but even imagine just, like, waiting a day to get the resolution of, like, what was before. Who like, is Matt? Like, that's it. Okay. We got it. I mean, we, we saw some of this on the last episode. I bet, you know, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's like, 22 minutes long. I bet a solid three of those minutes is... Basically, like, on yesterday's episode. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know. Like, the way the structure of a soap, it's like how fucking novels, how many of them used to be, like, a newspaper serial thing or whatever. And you'd yeah. get a chapter, yeah. like, Dickens books that were just, like, a ch- chapter every day. Uh, act four. Uh, Strake tells Burke about Mrs. Stoddard, who still with runs the family's looks fishing and your business. Brains. What? I love the New York lady. With your looks and your brains, you could get any job in New York. Yeah. I love that accent every time it happens. <laughs> Could you imagine, and I, I forgot, I, I made a note of this and then I forgot to do this when you guys arrived, um, but could you imagine getting to a location and then someone looks at you and is like, welcome to the beginning and end of the world. Which is <laughs> at <laughs> night in the fog. <laughs> just welcome and her, to the beginning and her reaction, and I want to do that to somebody. I, I want to just say her, her, re- her reaction what? to that was just like, oh, I'm not ready for that. I was just trying <laughs> yeah. to go to Collinswood. Like, <laughs> like she, she, imagine reacting that way. She is the character in this episode is played as if she is a literal child. <laughs> she is yeah. just yeah, like, left okay. cave, and everything is fine. Yes, New yeah, York, I, I meant AKA I wanted to greet Plato's you cave. when you arrived as welcome to the beginning and end of the world. <laughs> because it's just every uh, oh the energy everyone's pitched to fucking ten. Uh, I love it. Strake tells Burke about Mrs. Stoddard, who still runs the Collins fishing business, but hasn't left her home in 18 years. Uh, he has a number of theories on them, but they don't make any sense. Uh, Burke suggests she's getting a keeper who doesn't know what she's getting into. And then Maggie, the waitress, uh, is like, you should stay, you should spend the night here, make up your mind in the morning, don't go directly there. But then the taxi, which earlier uh, had a flat, is, has I arrived. I love the... I loved the like sweaty delivery when the person's just when like she arrives and she's just like oh no I'll just take a taxi and then he's like oh no the the taxi is out of commission and I was like yeah. oh my god like, is he gonna say that the taxi driver died right he's saying it he's like <laughs> he's the taxi like, like he's got a flat right it's like the taxi has a flat tire lightning flash like as what like <laughs> might as well be this uh, yeah this uh, is I, where I, I will. Oh, just before before we lose Burke forever, uh, since this is the last scene that Burke is in, um, I, I I the implication that he's changed everything and like pretending to be someone else that's heavy here really implies it, it, to me. It seems that he has chosen the name Burke Devlin to go by, which adds a real yeah. interesting dynamic to it. Where where it he's even more like Jelb Delfish or uh, yeah. Balf. Balf Dalfman or whatever, <laughs> like it's very much just like, oh yeah, I'll be Burke Dalfman. It's like somebody who's like, like Stephen. Um, this NPC in Dungeons and Dragons, what's his name? Oh shit, Burke Dalfman. Or like three or th- three weeks ago on this podcast when you said, what if Brad Pitt's name was Chris Dogman? <laughs> I go back to Aurora. People are like, "Hey, Steve, no, it's Chris Dogman now. Chris Dogman. I've never been here before. I've never been here before, Mister Pacola, and it is Chris Dogman." <laughs> also, going back to the because uh, I scrolled down, there's the memorable quotes section. I forgot some of these. Is like going back to the taxi thing uh, earlier. Victoria asked Burke, like, "Do you know if there are any taxis here?" And he goes. I wouldn't know what they have here. Not anymore. And she goes, well, how do they get, expect anyone to get to town? He goes, broomsticks and unicorns. Yes. Yes. Ever, ever. Not anymore. Oh, this is so good. And it's also, 
absolutely uh, Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. Yeah. If I had found out, Matt, that you didn't like this, I would have been so confused. I would have been absolutely baffled. Yeah, I would have been like, too. well, <laughs> on, uh, impossible to satisfy this man. I don't understand. But I was like, oh, this is, seems like his shit. Yeah, absolutely. You should just watch soap operas. No, I should watch this soap opera. Soap operas generally not normally my thing because they're not supernatural enough. And Could they're you? not like – they don't have this like – could you dreadful Im- mood. Can you imagine Matt unironically saying, I gotta catch up on my soaps? <laughs> Just casually. Yeah, Next, Matt, Matt going soaps. to the grocery store and grabbing soap digest. We still have more to get to in episode one, which is literally just Victoria shows up at the house and they're like, welcome. This is, this to is where I was doom. like, oh, uh, welcome. This is where I was like, oh, you could do a pretty good indie horror film about this because it would just be the like person walking into a house, like bright light, and then it like ends and you leave the theater and people were like, did I like that? Did anything happen in that? Did anything happen? And that's what I like. If it hadn't have been for me being utterly confused in the finale, <laughs> this would have been top ranking my favorite show that we've watched for the I, It was like I didn't know the language. Yeah, yeah I felt yeah. this was like Sailor Moon to me, but more confusing. Like, this was like two Sailor Moon finales. The way finales. that they just rattle off the lore in the beginning <laughs> is so fucking funny to me. I yeah, watched it like yeah. three times. I had no fucking idea. This was the verbal equivalent of the, of the like, f- finale end of credit slideshow that happened <laughs> in... Um, that one five. <laughs> Yeah, and Babylon no. Five, but like, and like actual- oh, but it was Brutus is still the curse that they're waiting. The room is good. They're trying to leave. That there's going on. Can the family that- survive? They did that twice because then the episode also closes with like you're like. So wait, that's the oh, end of the yeah. show. We'll and get to the narration. Talking. We'll do. Yeah. I, I will do that yeah. when we start the next episode. But yeah, so it sounds like Matt would keep watching this probably if it didn't have if it didn't have twelve hundred plus episodes. Stephen yeah. and me and Ian seem like all knows. Uh, I, I, I I'm going to read the entire Wikipedia page, and I'm going to read the whole TV Tropes page, and I'm going to, like, watch videos of people talking about this. Like, okay. you know, like, yeah. it's like, oh, if Guillermo del Toro or somebody was, like, talking about Dark Shadows, I would watch that. Yeah. Uh, the actual show itself, bit of a harder ask. Uh, also, just because of uh, it being impenetrable, because you have to watch... See, vol- you start with Volume 5, which is Dark Shadows The Beginning... And then you go back to one because they count one as when Barnabas Collins appeared. Are you doing the math of how, oh my God, that's so many hours. 449 hours. 18 days straight. If you watched it straight through, it would take you 18 days. Yeah. 18 continuous days. 19, really. I I think we were talking about the 18-hour challenge, a recent episode. Now we finally... Yeah. But we kept accidentally calling it the 18-day challenge, but no. No, we kept, it, would be, it, was it was the eight, eight day. hours. It was the eight, sorry, day, eight days, and we, we kept, kept saying eight, eight hours of watching okay. eight. Yeah, so this was, is 11 days longer than Degrassi, <laughs> the next generation. <laughs> so did you say 18 minus 8 is 11? It's nine. It's 18.7. Yeah, so we... Yeah, okay. Okay, 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 okay. Uh, yeah. 11 days, days longer. Doubled it up. Holy shit. Can I, uh, yeah, wait, did, but can I talk about the... Talk about the reboot. So, in 1991, they rebooted Dark Shadows and later referred to as Dark Shadows The Revival. And it was on NBC. Uh, it aired for two months. And we'll get into why in a second. Because two it months. actually... And, like, it's the same guy, the same creator, Dan Curtis. Uh, he said, the essential characters relationships are the same, but the things they do are different. Uh, I used a bunch of crazy what? plots that I couldn't use in old scripts. And they used some period wardrobe from Dangerous Liaisons. Um, oh, amazing. So, just the section, ratings and cancellation. I'm just going to read verbatim. Dark Shadows premiered as a four-hour miniseries event on January 13th and 14th, 1991, and then moved to a regular Friday night schedule. I mean, which is not a place you generally want to be, but, you know, TV's different now. So, it got Friday night, Yeah, so it wasn't a soap Yeah. this time. yeah. Okay. The series debuted to great success, averaging a 22 share for the first three episodes, which is very good. But due to the onset of the Gulf War, which was fully televised at the same time as Dark Shadows <laughs> on most stations, including NBC, the latter station was frequently forced to interrupt or move broadcasts. 
For this reason, oh, the show faltered it. as ratings declined and struggled to keep its audience. In addition to the war, some fans blamed the declining ratings on the focus of NBC's promotions, which relied upon horror and vampire themes rather than the romantic fantasy elements. With the 12th and last episode of the season ranked 64th among 83 shows, Dark Shadows was canceled. NBC received over 7,000 letters of protest from disappointed fans who also picketed network headquarters in both Los Angeles and New York City. Wow. George H.W. Wow. Bush, you never got to enter for your crimes. You got Dark Shadows canceled. <laughs> you motherfucker. It's fucking good that you're dead. The CIA wins again. The worst thing that George H.W. <laughs> Bush has ever done. Every week now, I, somebody mentions something that makes me want to watch an additional like couple episodes of something. That's what the 1991 Dark Shadows sounds very interesting. I mean, yeah, me. you only need to watch 12 episodes of that if you just feel like watching that. <laughs> wow. Uh, and it was a tremendous success at first. Joseph Gordon-Levitt okay, is in it. what about the film? Hold up. Wow. Uh, so the film... Uh, a 10-year-old Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Far less of a success. The film happens because Tim Burton makes Alice in uh, Wonderland right. for Disney. Uh, one of the worst films of all time. And it made a billion dollars. Uh, it was huge. So they were like, you can make whatever you really want. Did that really do that well? It made so much. How much of that is overseas? World, I've never heard really anyone talk about that fucking movie. Uh, it is one of the most forgotten films of all time. Uh, Alice in Wonderland, 2010. What if it Alice cost, in Wonderland was twisted and gritty? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it cost. What if? Uh, between 150 and 200 million dollars, and it made one billion dollars. It grossed 334 million in the states. And then six hundred and ninety-one million in other territories, uh, and it is only the third highest-grossing film starring Johnny Depp. But uh, he, he, uh, Tim Burton makes that, and they're like, "You can make whatever you want." And Tim's like, "Oh well, you know, I don't actually really have any passion projects anymore. The last time I tried to make something I really loved and put my heart in, you guys all hated it. What was that? that? Dark Big Eyes Fish. or whatever? People no. hated Big Fish." Yeah. Yeah, they were like, you all were like, it's sappy and saccharine, and the Academy wouldn't give me anything. A lot of people and liked Big Fish. Yeah. We, now they do, but at yeah. the time. So he uh, he was fundamentally broken by all of this, and he's like, I don't know. Johnny, do you do you have anything you want to do? And then he was like, I love the show Dark Shadows. I've always wanted to play Barnabas Collins. Let's do that. And he was like, oh, okay. I really sure. thought it was going to be the other way around on that. Uh. Nope, nope. It was Yeah, he was like, okay, sure, yeah. Huh. That sounds good. I'll do that. I'm going to put Ava Green in it. Um we might be dating. Who knows? Some weird stuff's going on in my life. Many of the original cast yeah. members have like cameos in the movie. Yeah, amazing. And then uh, in the same vein, though, oh uh, uh, yeah, though, then Tim Burton afterwards was like, I guess I'll finally take the time and make a sort of personal project, the type of thing people want me to make. You know, when they're always like, Tim Burton should make a movie like he used to. It's gonna be called Big Eyes, and then everyone was like, "Get this away from me!" <laughs> yeah, I hate looking at Big Eyes. Is what I was thinking about. <laughs> and then he was just like, and then he was like okay. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> He's like, you wanted a personal project, and these these big-eyed paintings are important to me. And they're like, this is awful. You, you weird creep! I can't believe Tim you Burton fucking, made a yeah. fucking freak movie like this. The guy who did Edward Scissorhands. <laughs> so who is? And the, then they made the Alita Renegade Angel for? or whatever for Johnny Depp. Uh, he made Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar off. Children, and then Dumbo. Those are his films since Big Eyes. Wow. Dumbo, though, apparently it's kind of good if you're the type of person who's excited where the pivotal action of the film is Michael Keaton, Danny DeVito, and Colin Farrell sitting in a room and talking about the circus. And that part sounds good to me. A fucking freak. Yeah. Can't imagine. It'd be difficult to want to watch something less. I just like to watch Michael Keaton's, like, wrinkles. Like, that's the level of my wow. Keaton love. Wow. Just got a great face. So the finale. Yes, the finale. Twelve forty-five. That I think the twelve twenty-fifth. Started episode. talking about a little bit. Well, I'm just going to open. I'm going to read the opening narration. Okay, this will be the fourth time I've heard it, <laughs> and I still will not understand. Collinwood, <laughs> just before dawn, the most important dawn the Collins family has ever faced. For Morgan, knowing that his wife carries Bramwell's child, has put her in the locked room with him. As the rest of the family pray that Bramwell and Catherine may survive the night and that the curse upon them all may come to an end, Morgan goes down the corridor to the room determined that if the spirits in the room have left Catherine and Bramwell alive, he will kill them. 
<laughs> it's very obvious. It's like it's in another language. And then no, I, it's like, very it's, clear. It's so clear. It's so clear. There's a guy named Morgan. Bramble got Bramble. His, uh, his wife pregnant. That's what I heard the first six times. So that's what I wrote. Uh, got his six. got his wife pregnant. So Bramwell. and then, and so he, they they locked Bramble. them in. If Bill they Barnwell. can survive the night without being murdered by the spirits of the house, the curse on the family will be lifted. But why? If, if Okay, that's the part that we will never do. Just like any other but. thing, you stay in a haunted house for the night. Can you survive the night and then think it, you know, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, because they, yeah, it's fine. they got a, they got a like, million oh, dollars. Win. Good job. They got a million dollars. They sent, hey. they got a million dollars. They sent Jigsaw home. Uh, this isn't even else. this isn't even the most incoherent haunted house plot that I've watched recently because I watched House last week. But yeah. oh my god, <laughs> you mean House suit? Yeah. Yes. Okay, not the show with... No, not yeah. House MD. Yeah. Steven's, Steven's oh, number one girl, greatest girl of all time is Kung Fu, right? Kung She's Fu, everyone's. she rules. She kicks so much ass. Yeah. She's everyone's They could have easily tried. Right. If they had defeated this curse by having someone's legs uh, pop out of a ceiling light fixture and kick a demon cat painting, uh, you know, it would have made plenty of sense, too. Instead, they just had to chill overnight. They just had to chill and deal with it. They had, like, well, first they had, they had to uh, they had to sass deal with it. They had to sass this ghost. Uh, and then, had, yeah, uh, Obi Wan Kenobi showed up and was like, "This child is mine." So and then yeah, that so, dude showed up so with that, a flintlock pistol. And then if if even if they do survive, the husband of the pregnant woman will kill them anyway. Bam! Yeah, that's right. it. He that's will. He plot. will show up. Yeah, yeah. He'll, Barry Lyndon walks in with a gun that took him <laughs> 20 minutes to load, and yeah. it's just like, I'll kill you! We also get this incredible intro theme graphic that is, like, the title on, like, I think, like, a flag that they were able to screen, like, chroma key out or whatever you would do in 1971 over the waves like, on the rocks yeah. or yeah, whatever. Yeah, I was gonna say, there are waves. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it looks sick. Yeah, almost oh, as sick as this ghost does. Uh, we need to bring back ghosts that look like this in... Supernatural. Hundred percent agreed. <laughs> Watch the Love Witch. That's my understanding of what that movie is like. Because yeah, it's it's a film that tries to look like a Technicolor uh, thing, and it's about uh, it's about a witch who um, keeps killing dudes. Yeah. So and there's the like a part where is... she's laying down on a pentagram, which is like crying because she's just like, I'll never find love. <laughs> That's pretty funny. The ghost name is Brutus, and he seems bad. No bucks. Yeah, he has a giant nut for a head, uh, which he keeps punching himself in the sides of for some reason. Just keep, just won't stop punching the sides of his head. Go bucks. <laughs> ghost said, "Oh Oh my god! When we were fucking, when we were drunk last night, and then because I live near some Ohio State stuff, so we were talking about it. And I did at one point just shout "Oh and then it was a silence. And it was just like, "Oh, it was honestly refreshing." It was yeah. That nobody reacted to it. Uh, so. Okay, so Bramwell and Catherine are in the records room. They're gazing over the corpses of characters named James and Amanda. So they've almost made sure. it through the night. I, and then Brutus... I don't know why... I don't know why you're stressing it like that. You could have just said, like, they're gazing over the corpses of James and Miranda. Amanda. Don't know like, Amanda. Characters... Or Amanda. Characters we don't know. Or characters, like, you're like, remember, this is all fiction. There was not a Everything single character in this telling. episode that we met in the first episode, I believe. Correct. Okay. I, I, I honestly, if you were like... Yeah, that's the girl who was on the train. I'd be like, sure, sure, yeah. No, but the the woman so, playing Catherine played like six different roles on this show, though. Also, so like any roles that we saw? No. What's that also, term? Also, Brutus kept calling the woman who played Catherine Amanda. No, so I don't. I wonder if she also played Amanda. Maybe, and then Bramwell also is the same actor who played Barnabas, oh. who was gone like two months before this. Uh, I did he get it seriously? I don't know. I didn't look up what happened. Did, just he stopped appearing like he, January twenty seventh, nineteen seventy one, and this was stopped, like April. He stopped appearing. Yeah. Did did he come? Did they shoot on the other side of some running water, and thus he couldn't cross? I think uh, Anna Paquin <laughs> took him to an empty grave, and uh, then he staked himself, and exploded all over. Um, uh, if this show had like just one gruesome, bloody death for Barnabas like that. But we'll make up for the fact that when uh, a character gets shot in this episode, all that really happens is someone moves a gun back. 
<laughs> he doesn't even go, oh. Yeah, someone off screen goes, bang, as the gun, <laughs> as the guy moves the gun up in the air, and then somebody grabs their shoulder. It's like, oh. Uh, so Brutus appears to them, and he calls for Amanda to come to him and possesses Catherine, but then Bramwell holds on tightly oh. to her. So then he, uh, it says Brutus oh. begins to choke him, but it looked like he was just using his own arm to strangle himself. So maybe he possessed I'm, him to do that. Yeah, no, Darth Vader, he force choked him. And I'm going to reference a terrible film that I know at least Steven saw, um, because we watched it together in I theater. I have not seen a- any films. You've never seen a movie, but you did see this one with me in theaters. I saw free. the movie, but I did not watch the movie. Wow. Wow. That's a great way to treat Anchorman 2. Oh, but. boy. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's a movie I... Uh, that movie did play on a screen in front of my eyes. Uh, yes. <laughs> the, the the level of commitment of the just the ghost in the force-choking thing just reminded me of when John C. Riley is a ghost during the brawl in that one and eats someone's soul. And it's John C. Riley clearly just like, yeah, your soul is mine! Ah! Just like, uh, uh, I, not even, I can't You remember more of that one. movie than me. I remember the brawl pretty well for some reason. Yeah, he tries to choke Brutus, uh, Catherine manages, or sorry, Brutus chokes Bramwell, Catherine manages to fight off the possession of Brutus, uh, and she's like, I'll never join you, we will bury these bodies in holy ground. You're, like, his curse can't conquer love, and then Brutus is like, Oh, and then he's gone. Oh, you're right. Whoops. <laughs> no one ever thought about love before here. Uh, then, and they're like, cool, we defeated yeah, the ghost. Then Morgan has. is like, I'm going to shoot you. Yeah. Shoots him in, well, then he's shoots gonna Bramwell in the shoulder. Kath- then it says act two. Catherine throws herself over Bramwell, shielding him from Morgan, declaring she only loves him. How Morgan. does the act break? How is the act break mid-scene? I, th- I think there was a, there might have been a commercial there uh okay yeah so morgan pulls her off him and tries to kill him but then julia and kendrick uh which i guess is a name people had before the sideburns on kendrick yeah. y'all. <laughs> Good. yeah sideburns man is this i was gonna say is this one of those things where we're now just like weird that that guy's name was kendrick and then it's like most kendrick's in history look like that. we're like yeah we're like gothic uh or like victorian white wesley, men it's the wesley snipes joke yeah from 30 rock of just like i look like somebody who should be named wesley snipes <laughs> uh god okay morgan takes Catherine hostage and leaves while kendrick goes after them uh Julia and Bramwell depart away. the These locker room for the final time, leaving the doors open. Not Julia. It says Julia helps Bramwell to his feet, and they depart the locker room for the oh, final right. time. Julia, Julia, Julia was the worst actress in this whole fucking show. Did you guys pay attention to Julia? I already don't remember like, what, what happened in any of these. You don't understand how much my brain glazed over <laughs> yeah, all this was happening in front of me. This we again, was, this was occurring on my screen. Julia, I, I, Julia was like, "No, you can't go." Like that was like it was it was a very different it was a very different energy. She stuck out because everybody else was overacting, but she was underacting. It was I, so stark. I realized at a certain point that I could not evaluate the finale as if it was a TV show, and I could only rather like I could not perform criticism. I could only like treat this as like anthropology. I'm like, oh, I'm Turns excavating out- this era. Here's what people were like at this time. Yeah. Turns out this is the level of complexity that I need to pay attention to something, I guess, because yeah, <laughs> I'm like, no, this makes no, sense. Guys. <laughs> no, this is, guys, this, this, is, this no. is consistent with you, you being this part. This is consistent with you being like the best plots are things that have the most plot. <laughs> <laughs> Steven, you yeah. should watch soap operas. Uh, I didn't Steven, enjoy it that much. Steven's already watched the greatest soap opera of our time. Yeah. Friday Night Lights server now. <laughs> Stop it! Stop with the Riverdale! I'm bringing the buzzer out only for Riverdale. No, Stevens watched the greatest soap Penis. opera of our time, Metal Gear Solid. Oh, correct. Yes. The only piece oh, of yeah. media I've ever seen oh, where yeah. multiple times one character goes, Brother! And like shouts this at their brother, who they didn't realize was that, who didn't know he had a brother, and then later uh, learned he didn't know he had another brother. And it's also right. a clone. He doesn't have a dad. He is a clone of that guy. Yeah, but wow. the thing is, but the thing is, the guy yelling brother at the beginning is actually a different guy who's being controlled by one of his arms that he's, was grafted onto him arm. of the actual clone brother of the protagonist. And then the arm uh, possessed him. 
<laughs> and then there's a whole game where you're like, well, I'm the dad there. Like, that's me. this is me playing as their dad. And then you're like, no, you're no, a technically, different dude who had facial yeah. surgery oh to God. look like that guy. That's actually that's actually a big misconception is that you're playing as uh, Big Boss in... Uh, well, you are playing as Big Boss, but you're not playing as Naked Snake. I bet, I bet Kojima liked Dark Shadows. I bet Kojima also liked Dark Shadows the movie, though. God. Are there presidents in it? <laughs> oh, right, when we were talking about it being a soap opera, we did fail to mention that one of the characters is the president of the United States, and he's your clone. Yeah, duh. Of course. <laughs> Oh my god, why don't I know that? How did I miss that? <laughs> I'm double-checking on this. Solid Snake, real name, real name George Sears, also known as the 43rd President of the United States. <laughs> Wait, which number? <laughs> the 43rd President of the United States. So he's States the stand-in for George W. Bush? Yes. <laughs> George W. Bush was, of course, a l'enfant terrible. <laughs> Honestly, the Bushes were l'enfant terrible. Yeah, again, they got Dark Shadows, the revival canceled. <laughs> wow. After a tremendous uh, they really success came, It really fucking premiere. came full circle here, huh? Uh, Julia meets with Flora. Together they enter the tower room, hoping that Melanie is no longer possessed. Just hoping. And they find out like, she is yeah. not. This whole plot is like very much like That's a King convenient. Diamond album, but uh, lamer. Can you elaborate on that? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna like it's news. about like family, like a family ghost possessing people, and like the a mysterious room, and like all this shit. Is I mean, it's like Abigail or them. Matt, uh, the energy is a way lot less more cool. like acoustic interlude. I think if this were a King Diamond album, yeah, that's a little bit more like sparkly acoustic guitar, a little bit less falsetto. King Diamond, Kudos, also Kudos. a guy you probably would have liked this show. Kudos to Travis for for having an answer, but the energy brought to that. Was like the recent Soderbergh interview because the the Russo brothers who did a bunch of the Marvel stuff were like assistants to him for a while, mm-hmm. and someone asked him, he's like, "Well, they said that Out of Sight was an influence on the most recent Avengers movie," and Soderbergh was like, "Yeah, they're gonna need to like write an essay to explain that to me. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't. They're gonna have to explain how because I don't see it. Damn. Just like immediately, just like calling Travis and like, you, what does that mean? <laughs> it's a King Diamond album." Seems like things just kind of resolve themselves. Yeah, so Melanie's like no longer possessed, elements. but she becomes aware she had another attack and agrees to annul her marriage to Kendrick. And then Flora's like, actually, the curse is over. You don't have to worry about having attacks again. And she goes, cool, I'll go find Kendrick. And then Flora tells Melanie everything that's happened. Uh, t- and then it, my it, favorite it, moment in this episode is Julia yeah, enters the drawing room and hears a noise coming from behind the secret panel on the wall. And Kendrick comes out and he's like, what's up? <laughs> meanwhile bramwell is searching the corridors for morgan and catherine and comes across catherine's handkerchief back in the tower room flora says she isn't sure how she feels about catherine knowing she was unfaithful to morgan and then kendrick shows up to have a happy reunion and they embrace but then he's like i gotta leave again to find morgan because he's still running around the house with a fucking gun uh Morgan takes Catherine to the roof of Collingwood and tells her he's going to lure Bramwell so he can watch him push her over the edge. Act four. <laughs> like, it's like, <laughs> you know, the end of act three is Bramwell arrives on the roof and he goes straight to act four. Uh, Morgan declares that first he's going to push Catherine off the roof and then kill Bramwell. And then Kendrick sneaks up on him and knock, and you know, judo chops the pistol out of his hand. Uh, yeah, and it's like, judo chop! Yeah. And then they get in a fight on the roof. And Morgan turns and lunges at Kendrick, but misses and falls through the railing to his death. Hilarious. Yeah, it, it was, was a great pratfall. Very. It was so silly the fall to death. Just the like. Just stepped out over the railing, basically. It, it, and like, uh, don't I, get in a fight on a basi- roof. You could see the part of the railing, basically, where it's like, well, here's where the break is. Here's where it's <laughs> gonna break, and the actor is gonna fall down, but like still be on the same level of ground. It's <laughs> amazing you just didn't see the shoes. Uh, from him, just still, like, his as his legs in the air. In the drawing room, Flora grieves over Morgan's death, uh, even though there was almost no happiness left for him in the world. And she's mad at Bramwell and Catherine for him. <laughs> uh, 
Julia Travis Gal- just casually going, even though there was no happiness. <laughs> just a, I'm trying not to read exactly Twitter.com. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Julia agrees that Bramwell and Catherine are partially responsible, but acknowledges they ended Brutus's curse and saved countless lives for future generations of the family. Then they what leave to prepare for Morgan's funeral. Ohio State. They're already preparing for the funeral. The dude just fell off. Like, you should clean him off the ground first. But they're like, we gotta go for the No, the servants do that. Have you seen this place? That's true. Well, Travis, as you know, he... It's it's Victoria Winters is doing that. Travis, as you know, he was a Jewish man, and you... You gotta get him in the ground. They're not embalming. Yeah, the the Collins is actually a big dysfunctional Jewish family. This is basically fucking... Transparent, just um, extremely. That's the way you pick. It's the uh, it's the uh, si- the si- long sh- history of of dysfunctional Jewish uh, media, and you pick transparent, huh? Travis, what's a shiva? A shiva is a uh, morning ritual that Jews do. Uh, so, like after you after you have the funeral, like the fam, the immediate family, uh, there's like a reception at their house, basically, which could be like you can sit shiva for like. A long time, but the main thing is like you have a day where everyone you dress in black, you sit in a chair, and people come up to you and say sorry for your loss and eat some food. Now, Travis, what's up? I got a lot of, I uh, yeah, okay. Are you thank asking you, about Shiva baby? I got a lot of, because I got wait, a lot of targeted ads <laughs> about Shiva baby. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes, I, I which is weird I because good. I don't know why it was targeted at me. Because it's like a millennial, uh, you know. Um, because she's comedy bi drama or thing, and she's by yeah, and it's like seventy-seven minutes long. Uh, I heard it's good. Oh. Kendrick and Melanie declare their love for each other in the tower room, and they agree to leave Collinsport sure. that night. Bramwell and Catherine are also sharing a happy moment in the drawing room, and Catherine finally confesses she made a mistake marrying Morgan, but feels guilty about his death, and also that her relationship with Flora and Julia may be broken. And Bramwell is understanding. Is like we'll leave Collinsport within a week and never return, but never forget anything that happened to us. Yeah, this is just a, a string of people forgiving each other. Because then Flora forgives Bramwell, <laughs> urges him to stay at Collinsport with Catherine, saying the family's been broken apart far too many times. I don't know how many of these people are Collinses and like what their relationships are with each other. Kendrick arrives we'll and thanks know. Flora for understanding that they're leaving town on such short notice. He asks if Melanie's ready. But she went to the cottage to say goodbye to Carrie, whoever that is. Suddenly, Ben and another <laughs> servant, Harris, rush into the house, carrying Melanie. Harris says they found her unconscious in the woods, and they examine Melanie, Harris? they find two bite marks on her neck. And they're like, is that oh a vampire? Oh, my God. I, and then the, I the, love the, this the closing is narration the is like, no, it wasn't a vampire. An animal did this. It was the first time in the history of the Collins family that that bite was not a vampire. You didn't do these side quests, so thus we're going to blit through the ending and tell you that they all lived a happy life. They yeah. moved to New Haven and got away from the cursed house. Uh, they moved to Boston, actually. many children. All right, whatever. <laughs> they moved to Boston, and they settled down and started a new place. They called it Cheers. <laughs> Their love became a living legend. It seems like a lot of pressure. A living, your love is a I just don't legend. get what this ending is of like the come in. She's like, oh shit, she got bit by a fucking animal. <laughs> and then, like, yeah. And then that's I what think it was. the implication like, oh, is. It's fine. Like, God, did she get a rabies animal. shot? The the implication felt like they're like, the adventures still continue. You're like, oh, maybe they maybe they didn't escape. And then immediately the voiceover is just like, they did. They okay. did escape. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I guess the adventures continue. They I didn't. guess it's like I guess it's like a little fake out. Right. It'd be like if the end <laughs> yeah, of Halloween and you and heard the mic. to do a fake out. It's the laziest fake out where they're just like, "Oh my, no, don't worry." <laughs> if it's, it's you like, might be, like be if thinking this is a vampire bite of Halloween, like you hear the Michael Myers breathing, and then they cut to him breathing, and someone just goes and like plugs him in the head, and he's dead, and then credits roll. <laughs> no, like, no, it's, it's actually no. not like it's that. that. It's like you hear, it's like you hear him breathing, and then a narration comes on and says, "Don't." That worry that's, that's a sorry. different person breathing <laughs> it just kind of sounds like michael myers yeah i'm but sorry seriously, my CPAP machine it's not isn't working him. right now <laughs> don't worry though michael myers is in hell where he belongs also so the the first episode there were a million memorable quotes on the on the fandom page this one only has one which is if i didn't know better if i didn't know it was impossible i'd swear there was a vampire at collinwood and that's dark shadows a show that happened Fucking we love it. Folks, we love we love a dark shadow. We do. 
I don't know. Do you guys are you happy you saw the amount that you saw? Absolutely. No. Yes. yes. <laughs> this was a complete waste of forty four minutes of my life for whatever. Come on, I Travis. Six hours of the wire. Get over a it. A great show. <laughs> Travis, we used to watch like fourteen hours of Big Dumb Ten football a weekend for this podcast. Every so Rutgers <laughs> game I've watched is meant more to me than Dark Shadows did. <laughs> That's an insane take. <laughs> Oh no! I feel well, ill. <laughs> Rutgers spiking it on fourth down is so so much better than that, that's the entire. One out of so many Rutgers games, most of them are not that that good. This is broken, Stephen. And that's Travis, a that's a ridiculous thing to say. Nunzio Campanile you? ran his show better than Dan Curtis. <laughs> God damn it, Travis! How are you gonna How are you gonna break us next week? So originally I was going to have you guys choose between um, a very light show and a prestige drama. Oh no, but, Travis has got Travis but, has loaded a gun. But he's he's going to so make us my choose. So pa- my parents are in town next weekend, so I don't actually have time to do the longer show that I was going to pick. So I'm just going to pick the other one that I had in mind. So if one of you can tell me the connection between these five prehistoric animals: saber tooth, pterodactyl, mastodon, triceratops, are tyrannosaurus. Are you kidding me? We're oh, doing we're this. Watch, do it, Digimon. We are doing no, Mighty Morphin not. Power Rangers. We're going. We're go go going. Oh. We're go go going Power Rangers. <laughs> a, a show that is perhaps Mighty the Morphin most influential Power to my Rangers. life of any show ever. I kind of want to do the opposite of what we normally do, which is the person who knows the least. I want to put thirty seconds on the clock and tell you everything I know about Power Rangers. <laughs> no, let's and, get I, to and I do. I know we initially had in the document that we would do. We would end with like in space because that's technically in saga. Yeah. But I want to just do Mighty Morphin. There are three seasons. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. No. I. Yeah. Yeah. That's perfect with this. But <laughs> uh, who should be doing it then? Who? who oh, you, it's Matt. absolutely Matt. There's no yeah. way. Okay. Matt. Well, you were talking about possibly switching Rangers. and doing and doing most. Has to be Matt. Okay, Matt. Tell no, us all no, you know. Cause it, no, because next week will be me telling you everything I know about Johnny Young Bosch, the <laughs> actor who played the second Black Power Ranger and later became prominent as the voice of Tetsuro. Yeah. So Matt. Actually, no. You know, uh, he was Ian, put put a. Uh, Give Matt the, the clock. All right. Matt, 30 seconds on the clock, starting now. Power Ranger is a show for boys. It's for kids. Uh, and wow. it's about fighting. Ye- and Yellow Ranger erasure. And shooting people and stuff. I'm in pink. Um, there I assume it's pretty wholesome. They, they're all different colors. They all, like... I don't know, a bunch of them to hang out All right, each other. Join <laughs> us next week when we talk about the Hillary Clinton campaign. <laughs> because we're talking about Power Rangers, and it's a very easy link. Oh, boy. Join us next week when oh, we talk about one this. of America's yeah. premier Zionists. <laughs> I'm Saban. Yeah. I'm Saban. Uh, the American mogul who made part of his fortune... Licensing Power Rangers. Thanks to our producer, Matt Isiani, for coming down, doing this one in person, despite the fact that he nearly died yesterday. He took two different naps yesterday. He was so near death. And uh, as always, though, Stephen, I I think, you know, we need you to take us home. So I'm going to do something that this show can't do, which is is say two things and then have you take the better one. (laughs) <laughs> in honor of this show that never did that. Uh, so <clears throat> let me sit up. You unplugged your microphone in doing that, and we can't God hear damn you. It. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the no! end of the, no, that's the end of the episode. Nothing oh, you man. say is going to be better than that. <laughs> Catherine, can you imagine yourself falling? Falling down. Down and hearing yourself scream all the way to the hard ground, ground below. Uh, or, <laughs> don't tell me what to forget or remember. <laughs> this is the way it's got to be!